What's up, Thought Addicts? We're back with another episode of the Thought Addicts podcast. If you're new to this um, podcast, I'm Jazz. And I'm Deneva. All right, guys. Today we're going to be diving into a topic that me and Jazz discussed over the week. We're going to be taking a look at a book that we both read called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And from this book, we got a couple of uh, ideas and thinking surrounding it. And we pulled one of our favorite quotes to kind of get us started. There's a big difference between bending to life's necessities and blindly accepting that you must live your life through a preconceived rule. All right, it was a little difficult for me to read that, but I made it through. So do you want to talk about some preconceived rules or thinkings that you were brought up with? Okay, so um, a preconceived rule that, that kind of stuck out to me was growing up, um, going to church on Sundays was a big deal. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted people to either think that you had a, a really close connection with God or if you wanted a, a real close connection with God. So, um, so I mean, I'm pretty sure most of you guys have heard this term. Like they, if you didn't go to church on Sunday, you were considered a, fair weather Christian or whatever, whatever term it was that, that they used. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was, the, that was a big part of, part of my life. It was mandatory that we went to church on Sundays. And so, um, so yeah, so that, that was kind of something that I always questioned. I always wondered, like, can we skip a Sunday? Like if we have this to do, like, but whatever you had to do on Sundays always came after going to church period. There was no, nothing around it. All right. So when, when you looked at going to church on Sundays and how important it was in your family, did you feel like that your relationship was with God was directly tied into you going to church every Sunday? Um, I mean, growing up, I probably would say it wasn't, it really was, I was just trying to get out of going to church. I didn't really, there, there wasn't the close connection that I have now with God that I had back then when I was a kid. So, I mean, now not going to church, you know, every Sunday, um, it it really hasn't played a a big difference. Like I have a very close relationship with God, talk to him every day, pray on a regular, like he's a very, very important aspect of my life. And so, um, I don't feel condemned by not doing it. Um, I do feel like, you know, like if you're one of those people that you need that ordained place to go in order to feel connected then that's, that's just you, you know? Like, I mean, everybody's going to be different. We all have different types of relationships with God, so I, I don't feel like it's played that big of a Right, and in, and in the culture scape, they kind of talk about, you know, the religions that your parents place upon you and how that, you know, can affect your daily life, you know? So when we think about, you know, you saying that you don't, you, your relationship with God has grown since you haven't been going to church and you kind of found your way through religion. What are you, what are your, what are some ways that you constantly, um, reassure yourself that you are connected with your source? Um, I feel like I, I kind of remind myself that I don't have to be in a place with other people that may not have the same beliefs. I can just, you know, if I'm, I'm alone or rather I'm in front of a group of people, I can still talk to God and still feel connected. I don't have to be in an ordained place in order to have that connection or that relationship with God. Um, it doesn't make me feel any different. I don't feel any difference within our relationship. And so I feel like kind of some of the things that 
that make me feel that I am connected. Yeah. Where, um, do, you, where do you get your source, your, your source from? Like, I know, you know, I don't necessarily go to church every Sunday, but I, I really get my source through, you know, medita- meditation and, and practicing, you know, calming myself and, you know, feeling the energy around me because that's something that I've adopted in my adult adulthood. So what are some ways that you feel, you know, that you really get your, where you get your source from? Well, I mean, I guess throughout my everyday life, like you, you just kind of feel like that light or you don't feel dark and condemned. And I mean, I just, I'm constantly kind of like bobbing off of the same energy. I'm looking for that energy. Like I know it's a positive energy. Like I just have that reassurance within my soul that I feel like rather I'm here or there, like I'm still connected to God. Like I feel like every time I talk to him, like he's, it's, there's some type of answer. Yeah, and and I I totally get what you're saying about, you know, the culture of having to go to church every Sunday because I can remember it was a time that I had to go to church on Sunday, and one time my grandma, she took me to this revival, and I was just not feeling it. And, guys, I completely – I pretended like I had a headache, and then when that wasn't working, I told my grandma I caught the Holy Ghost. Well, the the pastor ended up bringing me to the the front of the church and, like, basically having me confess that I caught the Holy Ghost to the whole church – and it was at that moment, it was, it was more to me about, you know, that I was, I had, I had enough, you know, my cup was full and I really didn't, I, I believed that way, but I didn't need to be there anymore. And that was my time of waking up and, and really wanting to step outside the church. And I was only nine years old and the older I got, the more I realized that, you know, that wasn't such a bad thing that I did because it was probably people in there that were questioning their faith and questioning their spirituality and they were able to get connected to God's source through, you know, my little, my little story that I ultimately told, you know, so when we look at religion and the culture scape, what are some other ways, you know, I know me personally, I've adopted other religions into my practice. What are some ways that you've adopted other religions into your practice? Um, I would say, I mean, just kind of like realizing that like love conquers all like we're all looking for peace um kind of just practicing like that a lot of the negative things have to be be out you know like they they can't be accepted on an everyday basis like we tend to put ourselves around a lot of toxicity but i try to live by just like either vibing off of good energy like just feeling it um good vibes like positivity just kind of keeping those things in throughout and keeping those at the forefront has really kind of just made my connection with God more powerful and, and to me to me awesome so, so some other ways that they talk about the culture escape is like going to you know whether it be like college or or something like or an institution to get higher education what are your views on that in escaping you know the the social norms surrounding education um i mean i guess it in this day and time and maybe maybe more so like when we were kind of getting ready to go to college and now but i feel like college was a big push like you you were it was like almost guaranteed you were going to be somebody if you went to college and like kind of just like escaping that aspect of it my parents didn't go to college right after school but it was pushed up on me to go to college after school because they didn't. So, right. and not to say that, that they weren't successful, but they wanted me to have 
the easier route, you know? And so, I mean, just from even experiencing college, like you kind of start to realize that you really, it's not a necessity. So, I mean, that being pushed into the social aspect of being a college student or being educated, like there, there's way, there's a lot more ways, especially now to be successful without being educated through college. Right. I, I think it's very positive to always teach, you know, children, especially today about, you know, being an entrepreneur or, you know, following your passion because you never know exactly where that'll lead you. And that's great because I know culturally I was, you know, my mom was like, okay, I'm assuming you were going to college. It was like never something that anybody really talked about, but it was just an assumption, you know. It was like her preconceived rule for me was that I would go to college. You know, my, my mom didn't graduate from college. My my father didn't either. Um, the only people that really went to college in my family were my, my grandma and my aunt. So, um, you know, after me seeing their success as teachers, I was like, hmm, college seems like an, a good idea, you know. And oftentimes I wish that I would have made, you know, kind of different decisions and followed my dreams a little bit earlier. But, you know, it was a part of getting out of the idea of being tied to social norms that were placed upon me. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I could definitely agree with that one as well. Right. So any are, are there any other social aspects where you feel like you've had to step outside uh, and, you know, kind of culture scape? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like stepping outside my big, the biggest part of me stepping outside of the culture scape probably would have been um, just kind of like expressing my sexual orientation to my parents who, um, I mean, just growing up in, in the society that I grew up in, it wasn't really accepted to date anyone of the same sex. So um, just kind of coming out and letting them know that I was dating someone of the same sex and feeling comfortable and confident with doing it, that, that was a major culture escape for me just because, you know, like you have um, the people that raised you who believe one thing and they were instilled one thing and me stepping outside of their beliefs and the people before them, um, their beliefs as well was, was major. And so, um, and just kind of like doing that, like it, it was almost like a, a breath of fresh air for me to be able to express that vulnerability with them. Awesome. That's great. That's great. What, what would you say would be one of your, um, um, the biggest I've, thing for you? I've kind of culture scaped through, um, finding a group of friends in high school that were not of the same race. That was a big part of my culture scape because, you know, it wasn't, it was just like one of those things that it just made sense to hang out with people that look like you, you know, and I wasn't that person that, that did that necessarily, you know, not, you know, throughout high school. And I found some great group of friends and I can always remember that my mom, one time she like ripped the covers over my head and she was like, those white girls are going to be the death to you. And, uh, I was like, you know what, they might be, but we have a lot of fun together. But um, stepping outside of that comfort zone, um, they, they've been some of the greatest friends in the world, you know, that anyone can ask for, depend, uh, as far as dependability, uh, being trustworthy, and always having my back. So that was a perfect opportunity to see another race, a religion, um, outside of what you see in the media, outside of what, you know, your parents might tell you about certain type of people. And it was a it was a time that you know for me was a tough time because I again after you know culture scaping 
and having a diverse group of friends, I had to kind of culture scape from being around those friends and understand that it was uh, that I could make really powerful connections with people that look like me. Not that I didn't know that, but I was able to make friends of the same race when I went to college. And I was like, this is awesome too, you know? So now I have like this, this great rainbow colored group of friends, which is, which is awesome. Okay, so was the, were there any like adversities um, that you had to face, like your friends being of another race, like maybe oh, yeah. from their parents or? Uh, well, not from their parents, but I just had to kind of have them culture escape from their thinking because the older we got, the more, you know, I realized, I remember when Black Lives Matter came out and, and I was trying to explain to one of my friends that's white, you know, what Black Lives Matter mean. And, and we're sitting there having an argument because to me, she didn't get it, you know, what we're trying to say, you know, she's stuck on all lives matter. And I'm like, no, do you realize what's going on in our community? That's of importance. And we had this, you know, argument and I didn't realize how much the argument changed her until like five years later. And I'm not going to lie, guys, I called her a racist, <laughs> but five years later, she was like, you know, it really hurt me when you called me a racist. And I was like, um, you know, well, it really hurt me that I, I thought you were, you know, act acting, you know, racially motivated. And it took, me to understand that she had preconceived ideas about groups of people she had her thinking that i had to help her through and by me calling her a racist wasn't beneficial you know i could have handled that situation so much uh differently but nonetheless she was able to start to be more aware consciously of how you know she uh perceived other people of other races and i was able to understand and be more aware of how i talk to people and the labels that i put on people which are very important to the culture scape because it can lock people into a thinking or uh, rules that can blind them yeah or like a stereotype right yep. <clears throat> so another another thing that we want to look at in, in the culture scape is you you touched on you know your sexuality how does that in the culture scape align with like marriage um well i mean some of the the preconceived rules that i kind of that were forced up on me was that you marry of the same sex and so like now like looking forward to marriage that you marry of the opposite sex excuse me <laughs> um so now looking upon that, like, and especially like looking forward towards marriage with the same sex, um, it, it's going to be another hill that I'm kind of going to have to climb, you know, like just kind of breaking away from the, the norm of what's accepted within my culture and having to step outside and escape from that. Um, so yes, yeah, stay tuned. Do, do, do you feel like you would find that you're going to find peace, um, you know, doing what you want to do in life? Because oftentimes, you know, we can be, bogged down or our vision can be clouded by what people think like do you think you're finding more peace by living definitely. your life definitely find more peace kind of living by by my rules and my my um standards of living so i mean like i i believe certain things and i'm confident in what i believe in and somebody else's aspect or judgment of me doesn't really change anything about me so um i feel like just to anybody out there maybe struggling with some of the same things that that i have um just stay confident in what you believe in. Like you're you and you're going to be the best you, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to be somebody else. You're not going to be who somebody may think that you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel like that being confident in who I am and what I believe in has been like the best thing for me. Like it, it's broken so many chains that, that I've had on me and just kind of 
help me excel. Right. And and while reading the culture scape, one big thing for me, like just to sum it all up, it was really about being at peace with yourself and with your with your own understanding, your beliefs and, and as a whole being completely, you know, at peace with who you are as a person. And, you know, from social aspects, we find these dynamics, you know, with with our peers and we find the dynamics with our parents that it's kind of hard to make us escape for from the culture. Is there any tips that you would give someone trying to escape from any situation? Um, I would definitely like number one, like forget the rules, like forget like the code of the extraordinary mind talked a lot about. Can the you tell rules. them what the, the rules are? And the rules are like just bullshit rules, like stuff that was just somebody else believed and they pushed it on you and now you're forced to believe it so i mean the best thing you could do is and not all of them are bad like you're going to believe in some of them and some of them you're not but the ones that you don't believe in just confidently know that this isn't something that i believe in and take value in the stuff that you do believe in and stay confident with that and i mean that that would probably be my big my biggest tip like my biggest tip is like you have to be confident in who you are, what you believe in, and also be open to other people that have different beliefs than you do. That that's a that's a major one as well. Like there's going to be people that are around you that grew up differently. Be open to the things that they believe in. Like don't judge them, don't bash them. Like they're going to be confident in their beliefs just as well as you are. So you have to kind of walk stride and stride with that and not be hypocritical when you're talking about what you believe in and what they believe in. Right. That's great. That's a great rule. What about you? Um, my biggest rule for the culture scape is to explore. Explore who you think you are. Explore who you think you want to be. You know, make changes, make adjustments, um, and continue to grow. That that would be my rule for for the culture scape. Right. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you haven't read the Code of the Extraordinary Mind, it's definitely a must read. Um, it'll definitely open your mind up to different cultures, different ways of thinking. Um, different ways to be more confident in exactly like who you are, what you believe in. Um, and it, it does it doesn't bash any of the the rules that you may have any of the preconceived rules that were probably instilled in you, but it just kind of gives you a more in deep open aspect of like why do you believe it? It makes you question everything. That was one of the big things that he talked about. Question everything. Um, if you don't believe in it or you feel like it's fishy, question it. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to the bottom of it. And if you choose that that's that's just not something I'm going to believe in, then it's just not. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's that's my big my biggest takeaway from uh, Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Awesome. Well, that was great. It was great having this conversation and, you know, chopping it up. Uh, we are the thought addicts. <laughs> <laughs>